It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. Also, we have the Merman, who was in stealth mode this week. He apparently was at one of the movies that I went to, but I never saw him. Were you at Gran Turismo Merman, or was that just a rumor? I'm pretty sure you could hear me. I was one who was sneezing for an hour and a half. Oh, that was you? And then he went pee like 17 times. I did see someone get up a few times. That was that, you that, too? That would be me. So when you, you weren't disturbing the movie by sneezing, you're up and distracting me by walking up and down the aisles. Well, no, I wasn't doing that. Opening ran, and closing the door. I ran out of Kleenex. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. It's totally a good reason to transist. He needed more Kleenex in Gran Turismo and we won't tell you why. Well, I will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining your membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you can't commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And we will watch it if it's played anywhere else in the world. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Nice. All right. So Murray made his predictions last week, so there was nothing given away. So this is all going to be from last week's watching of the trailers. To be honest, I forgot what I gave it. But. That's nice. Well, now everyone's going to know. So, <laughs> Murr. Yeah. What did Bryce and I give the three movies we're watching? Well, I saw two of the three. And you I'm did. pretty sure I was right about both of them. Okay. All right. The other one, I have no idea. All right. But you saw the trailer. That's true. Okay. Lay it on us. And well, it does have an Affleck in it. It Dream, does Dreamin' Wild. For me, is an automatic rage, but that's just me. Even Casey? Even Casey. Oh. That makes no sense. That makes zero sense. Um, Dreamin', uh, I don't know, I figured you both gave it a meh, All just because right. they're singing in it. Okay. And a Deschanel. Interesting. Who, who can't act. Yeah, she's all um, right. She's cute. Golda, I thought you also gave it a meh. Both of us? Both of you. Okay. Double Maz again. All right. Gran Turismo. Yes. Knowing how much Bryce loves car chases. Yes. I figured he gave it a rage. Yes. I figured you gave it a man. All right. Okay. Okay. We have it. The Amazing Merman predicts. Whatever. We should have like a huge sound effect. Is there an applause or, right. a, or a, something like a crash or a thunderbolt? Somebody climaxing. That would be good. There's there's now the new sound effect. (laughs) All right. So the first movie we got to see is, and I want everybody to be very clear about how this is spelt. It's Dreamin, D-R-E-A-M-I-N apostrophe. Yes. 
wild. Not dreaming. They're not dreaming wild. They're dreaming wild. Sure are, Jim. All right. Let's talk about dreaming wild. (sighs) Okay, let's do it. True story of Donnie and Joe Emerson, who as teenagers made a record. Fast forward 30 years later and their album made decades earlier gets some recognition from vinyl collectors and an independent label comes knocking to remaster and re-release the album. It is also the story of a father that believes in his son so much that he literally bets the farm on them. And when I say literally, that is what I mean. He actually bet his farm on his perceived notion of his son's talent. Was it a bet or more just like he backed it with his farm? Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> is it? I don't know if he was he risked. He risked his farm. That risked is betting, his, my friend. His entire home <laughs> on this foolish dream. Exactly. Did you see it? Because that's exactly <laughs> what he did. The core story is sweet, but bland. This is one of those cases where the subjects really do not warrant a biopic. There are some biopics that take a compelling subject and feel the need to fabricate situations to try to make their already intriguing subject even more so. That tends to fall flat, especially with those who know their story. Nobody knows these guys' story. This film would have been better if it was inspired by the Emerson story, but there is not enough there for a straight telling of it. We needed some embellishment in this case because this was boring. Casey Affleck (laughs) was fine as Donnie and Walton Goggins as Joe was very likable. Bo Bridges as Papa Emerson plays the sweet, naive father perfectly. But once again, the story was not that compelling. And while the performances were good, the film, as mentioned before, is boring. boring. The fact that this film about a barely talented kid that messed up his family's life by continuously being a financial burden on them because his family made him believe that he is more talented than he is does the same as the overall film did. It makes me rage. I hated this movie. I figured with an Affleck in it, you might like a little bit of it. Casey was fine. All the actors did what they could with it. It was just crap though. I don't know why he like got involved in the production of it. Oh God, we're, you're going to play some of it? Oh, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, we don't, yeah. Bad. Take our music out. Yeah. Pretty sure this is copyrighted, so I don't want it down. We're not making money on this clip. Was it a real person or is it all? It's real. Oh, it's real. It's based on a true story. The picture you're looking at right now. That's the album cover. That's the album cover. And they made millions off this, did they? No, they did not. They oh, made, wait, they did it. No, we did They made hundreds. Did we do any research on it? Hundreds of dollars? I don't know. On the re release, wow. maybe it made tons. Then it was all so. worth it. <laughs> if it did, that's amazing because it's not good. Yeah. Rage. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. So he's batting zero now. Oh, well. All right. Well, you never know, Murray. I, you might got me right. I was sitting next to him, and I don't think he enjoyed it as much as me. No one. <laughs> no one plays moody, broody, self-absorbed like Casey Affleck. That is true. And I have come to expect that he does it pretty well in pretty much almost every single one of his roles. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're looking for broody. Yeah. Plus moody, yeah. Plus self-absorbed, yeah. Equals Casey Affleck. That's right. Uh, sums it up. Yeah. And alongside some of the best cast doing their best to fight through the biopic that was draggy, all over the place, without a lot of direction or character development, other than Casey Affleck, aka Donnie Emerson, mm. who is not very likable for most of the movie <laughs> no. and really doesn't show much of why that is for the entire movie. The story eventually gets to the end and wraps it up with a happy ending and live performance with the actual Emerson brothers. For <sighs> real, real, Murr. Wow. Yes. Not just for play play. Is that worth stay- staying around to the end for? No. Um, you can just find them on YouTube, I think. Um, <laughs> Ultimately, I didn't really enjoy the story that 
that was being told because mm-hmm. it was kind of all over the place and unfocused. And uh, the tertiary characters are all overly simple mm. and naive about apparently every single thing that exists on the planet. Yes. But then again, it was all about the family. Yeah. Because, you know, and I'm surprised Bryce did not at least give this a Mac because anytime there's a movie about all about the family, it instantly exactly. goes to Matt from him. So exactly. I got to say, I'm super surprised. And you add Naflick in there? There you go. Yeah. You throw in an Affleck, sprinkle in an Affleck, and throw in all about the family, and it's mad. That's just like, it's just like it should equal. That's not the formula. Bryce plus all about the family. A good movie is a man. No, 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 no. Bryce plus a great movie is a Mondo. No, no, no. Bryce plus Dreaming Wild is a rage. (laughs) (laughs) We need to remind everybody that we watched Blue Beetle, and it was not about. It's all about the family. It was about the family. There you go. Performances in this film by everyone I thought was actually really good. The movie dragged and needed either more or less of a story. I'm still not sure. And it also, it was very boring and uninteresting. Also, now the only... I've heard all this before. Yeah, exactly. So have I. And now the only thing I can think about... This movie is baby, 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 oh baby, 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 oh baby. That's a lot of baby. That's a baby. That's some good writing Oh baby. Is that where Justin Bieber comes from? Baby, 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 oh baby. Yeah, so um, I don't even know how to judge this movie. Like, I just, I don't even know what this was. It was awful. It was... <laughs> It was really I, <laughs> two hours. You can't get back. Well, here's the thing about this movie: is that Casey Affleck does a really good job of doing nothing, pretty much for the whole movie. Yeah. And and the the story is really not interesting. Like Bryce said, this I've never seen a story that it's like. Why are you making a movie about this? As I say, this is the one time I'm always complaining. Like when they do like Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody and they make up crap that never happened. <laughs> or they put it in an order and or they say oh this was this happened first when it didn't and that's why he did this well that's not why to try to make it more interesting when Freddie Mercury's story is freaking interesting. Yeah, you don't, and need, you don't to, need to embellish. You didn't need to now, embellish this one, anything. This one, I believe, this is exactly how it happened because it was dull and boring. <laughs> Nobody knows who these people are, anyways, so just embellish it a little. <laughs> just say it was inspired by these wankers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm, okay. I'm so glad I missed this. <laughs> yeah, well, I can I tell don't know. from you, the trailer it was going to suck. Well, you you did also. Well, but we'll you, get to that later. You guys have a little better taste than I do. Well, not always. Most of well, that's it's because we have taste doesn't mean it's better taste. Have you given your rating taste. yet? I don't think. You yeah, have. I said it was rage. Oh. Of course, it's rage. Like yeah, this it was, was terrible. Just so terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. But I, you know. I was kind. Of, I was kind of sighing all Maybe the way. I was doing the, a Bryce actually. Like you know when one. Bryce is. I, the only thing I didn't do is get up and walk around. But we had a <laughs> you, private. You know swim. I'm really hating a movie <laughs> when I actually get up and walk around. <laughs> I didn't get up and walk around. But I was sighing the entire movie. And the funniest thing. The funniest thing about it is we had a private screening. We did. Yeah. Nobody in there. Not no, but not one person. I think we had the whole movie theater ourselves. I never saw anybody. There wasn't anybody. There were six but, screens, and I didn't see anybody. You know what I think it was? Because the, there was a the usher kept coming in and out of the theater, even when the movie was on. Yeah, was I think he was hoping that, you like, leave? he maybe had watched the movie <laughs> before us and thought these guys oh, are going to walk. They'll probably out. just get up and they're walk. They're probably out just going to get up home. Then they can go they're home. They're the only two people. We're the only the two people in the whole theater. In the whole six screens. In all, yeah, in all six screens, we were the only people there. I swear. So he just uh, kept coming in. I bet you hoping. I have a feeling he almost wanted to say. Do you guys really want to see yeah, this movie? I, I can tell you how it ends. <laughs> you guys can just go home. If I was working there, I would just shut it off. Oh man! <laughs> Sorry, pro- got a problem. Well, usually when, usually when something happens there, they don't normally apologize for no. it anyway. So that's a whole other story. Yeah. All right. Well, we all see saw. What's this? Another biopic? Say, huh? it, say it ain't so, Jim. It. What another biopic? It is. It's, all right. Well. So much biopic. Uh, I have a feeling. 
uh, Bryce, from what he said, I want to say 72 times yeah. uh, while we were watching the other movie. Oh, I, the entire I'm gonna, time. I'm going to spoil this right now. Dreaming Wild was, was the best movie I saw this weekend, and go. I hated it. There you go. All right. Well, here's where here's things go off the rails, Murray. All right. Golda. This is not a typical biopic. Nope. If you came into this film thinking it was, you may be disappointed. I've been a big fan of Golda ever since hearing about her years ago of her being one of the very first women leaders of a nation. And this is director Guy Natives' interpretation of what happened in the infamous Yom Kippur War between Israel, Egypt, and Syria. The war that turned Golda from the most beloved leader in Israeli's history into one of the most despised people on the planet. Here is a direct quote from Golda Meir. Ben Giron, I think is the pronunciation, the first prime minister of Israel, famously called Meir, the only man in his cabinet. Amused, she later wrote, that he obviously thought this was the greatest possible compliment that could be paid to a woman. I very much doubt that any man would have been flattered if I had said about him that he was the only woman in the government. So you can get an idea of how sassy this lady is. As we know, it takes extraordinary talent to do a biopic, especially one that is produced in the U.S. that stands a chance of anything above a man. And Bryce has already apparently proven that. In fact, I would say nine out of 10 are normally your age. I believe that the American film producers have learned recently that when you add the UK in the mix into a biopic where it's a co-production, as we saw recently in Oppenheimer, it increases the chances of success by at least tenfold. Now, this is a biopic that basically takes place over a period of 21 days during, the during 1973. This doesn't take us through much of Golda's life, but only a very small moment in history. From shot one of this film, you are pulled into this with a style that is powerful and engulfing, from the intent of every single frame of the film, to the sound of the music, to the atmosphere, symbolism, and metaphors delivered in a way that has you trapped in the moment of time, with our heroine, Golda Meir, who is not only fighting the Syrians, but also the Egyptians, the Russians, the Americans, the birds in the sky, her incompetent intelligence information, as well as fighting cancer at the same time. This woman is portrayed as smart, tough, caring, and one amazing political powerhouse, not afraid to do what has to be done to get to what has to be done. To keep a unified state of Israel that she was instrumental in creating. A lot of people don't know that. If Golda had not existed, Israel, Israel would not exist. This film had all the ingredients from frame one that would keep you interested in this biopic, as mentioned earlier. But what sealed the deal for me is Dame Helen Mirren in a performance as transformative as I've seen in many years. The only biopic transformation that I could say was maybe better was Tim Hardy in Capone. I was connected to this film from the very first frame where normally I get bogged down with like most biopics, uh, where actually this time I didn't for whatever reason, maybe it's because I'm a huge fan of Golda, but, uh, there's not, this is not obviously hundred percent accurate. Um, but what does transpire is accurate. After seeing this, I just needed to go see more about her. So I actually went and watched the documentary Golda. I love this film. It was Mondo. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. What say you, Murr? I hear you heard you saw this one. He did. I did. I went to said theater that you guys usually go to and happened upon a national cinema day or something. So yeah, four I, got, bucks. I got to see it for four, four dollars. I also I saw it for twelve bucks because there were three of us. Well, still, that's a normal price for. I saw it for full price and was happy to pay that. There you go. Uh, I had zero interest in the subject of this film. What? 
I barely knew who Golda Meir was. Really? You have it. I okay. actually thought she was a spy or something. <gasps> okay. Turns well, she kind of was. I was thinking of Mata Hari. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's different. That, now, that different. would have been an exciting movie. Oh, okay. This turned out to not be a biopic of Israel's famous prime minister, but a war film. Hmm. I don't really like war movies. Uh oh. Especially neither. ones that don't actually show any fighting. Oh, I like those ones. But instead, just people discussing strategy around a room. As someone who knows nothing about Golda, I was left with the impression that she was an incompetent leader. And this film was a 90 minute anti smoking commercial. <laughs> there was a lot of smoking. She did love to smoke. Which really distracted from the story itself. This film had followed the entire life of Golda Meir. It would have been a lot better. Not to say that Helen Mirren didn't give it her all. Uh, I did find her makeup and prosthetics in the film very creepy though. Um, there was a diamond in this lump coal of a film. That was Liv Schreiber as Henry Kissinger. He was awesome. I kind of wish they had shown more of that relationship. Uh, in the end, Murray I was mostly bored by this film, so I had to give it a mild rage. Okay, I'm loving what's happening right now. This is my this is this is my jam. All right, Mister Golda Hater. Okay, Golda is an example. I'm not a Golda hater. Let's not even go there. <laughs> I didn't mean Golda as a woman. I mean no. Golda in this movie. Oh, I haven't given my official rating yet. But you, you gave the last one a rage, and this that was the best this one is, of the weekend. And this was far worse. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, it's not. Golda is an example of some of the worst casting that I've ever seen. Helen Mirren is a tremendous actor, but applying pounds of prosthetics to her face and asking her to portray Golda Meir is too much for even the supremely talented Mirren. I don't understand why they put her in this role, but whatever. It was the first of many misfires in this. The film also suffers from the fact that it has footage of the real Meir sprinkled yes. throughout. And the few seconds that she is on screen shows how inadequate Mirren's portrayal is. True. This was meant to add to the film's authentic feel, but does the opposite, as the contrast between the portrayal of Mayer and the real-life Mayer was impossible not to see. The one thing that the film got right was Liv Schreiber as Kissinger. His scenes with Golda are the best in the film. Unfortunately, there was less of that and more people looking at maps than I could count. If you had to have a drink every time we got an overhead shot of a map, you would get drunk pretty quickly. Yes. Towards the end of the film, we get some more footage of the real Mayer at a news conference as she is sitting beside Egyptian leader Anwar Sadat. In this news clip, we got to learn more about Golda Meir than the entire rest of the film. The way she disarmed Sadat with humor and her undeniable charisma was something to behold. But once again, that snippet made the rest of the film seem like such a waste of time in comparison. I am sure a great Golda Meir biopic is a possibility, but this was not it. This was a rage. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't agree with both of them. And you're the one that gets all up in arms when they don't cast. Why Why didn't they cast a Jewish lady as Golda Meir? You get true. so up in arms about it in every other situation okay. but this one. So, yeah. Mr. Hypocrite over here. Uh, except if you see interviews with Go Golda was actually American. She was American. I was so, she was still Jewish. Yeah, so yeah, she was she, Jewish. But she wasn't she yeah, she Israeli. she had she has an, an American accent. accent. Yeah, she speaks without any accent. Yeah, you see any interview with her, she is an so American. It's, so it's all about accents now. No, it's not about accents. I don't understand. I, I, anyway, I think they should have got. You know what? I wish I didn't I, even bring I, it up. You, really, you brought it up and it was a but dumb. It was a dumb point. Well, it's not a dumb point because you make it's, you make a big deal. I make about a big deal time. of it because they could have cast it. And yes. 
they could have got, but this was a British production, so they made it. <laughs> and yeah. and she was also an American. So finding, well, I guess it's not hard to find a Jewish American actor. Okay, no. probably. But you always get upset when they have an American playing a British person. But now you got a British person playing an American. It's okay this time. They eh. should they should have got Barbara Streisand. I, well, I they should always get Barbara should, Streisand. Yeah, that that would have been actually. Why didn't they get Barbara Streisand? That's a good point. <laughs> it's kind of a good point. A good Maybe point. she doesn't act anymore. Maybe she's just saying. I think they could have got her right retirement. Age. They wouldn't <laughs> even okay. have to do much with the. Well, she might have really. even donated. Was, money. was it Golden like in her seventies during this movie? Like she was old anyway. Yeah, right? she mm. she made it to eighty one, I think, yeah. she, before she died. At any rate, this was. I loved it. It, it was yeah. so weird because yeah. I, I, I love the fact that they used real footage until it just obliterated the rest of the film because she is such a compelling character yeah. Yeah. and this film did not do her justice. Yeah, it, it didn't really show her her sense of humor until you saw the real yeah. clip. And it's so weird. You had all these clips, but then you had the one clip where they stuck Mirren's face on it. It's yeah. like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Just, if you're showing clips, that was an actual clip too. Just show Golda Meir. Like, why did you, uh, what is going on? There were so many horrible decisions in this. I, I liked it. I was I was captivated from the first frame. I just yeah, loved the way it was me. shot. I loved, I loved. I, every- I wanted to like this so oh, much. I I really did and like I it. I got. I had I got, no opinion. I, but I thought it'd be better. Like I thought it'd be more interesting, and it just wasn't. Well, for me. I've I've been a huge fan of hers for yeah, years. Yeah, and, who isn't? And, and this one does. This, I, I'm saying I was. I think I was warped my, by my love of her as a person maybe, maybe. watching it. I also thought Helen Mirren was pretty good, but I wasn't She's looking at good. her as being... I didn't do that what you did, or I probably would have got mad at it, but I didn't do that because what happened was from frame one, the shot of her, the very first opening scene in this yeah. brought me into the film, the sound and the music and the fact that during the every time they had a map and they they oh would bring God, in the and they would bring, they would bring so in much map. they would bring in the external actual conversations it was all in hebrew yeah and they didn't and translate she, and she it, never uh, spoke, which i which yeah, i love which they also did in blue beetle by the way Yes, they, yeah. they also spoke. Uh, yes, yeah, Spanish, but they didn't, but didn't translate it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a completely different. No idea reason about what that. the hell they were saying because yeah. they didn't put subtitles I, up. But so th- this is my point, though, yes. is that I felt the tension every time they did that. I didn't need to know what was happening no, because everything was being was portrayed a, yeah. in and Helen Mirren's no face. That was a very good decision, but yes. no, how, how yes. could you just tell so, anything was being portrayed in Helen Mirren's face because she had nine pounds of prosthetics on that's her? Right. You could see her eyes. That was about it. And, it, and you she, know what? I'm sorry. She is no... His name has left me. Boris Karloff acting with his eyes in Frankenstein. Madam She's no Boris Karloff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this. The eyes may lie, but the nose knows. Sure. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Then. Yeah. Apparently, we don't want to talk about my girl, Gold, Golda. I, I would like to talk okay. about her in a okay. much better film. I'm going to leave you with one more quote. Oh, God. Okay. Are you ready? I'm sure I'll love the quote. You're going to absolutely love this quote. This is a direct quote from Golda. Go for it. I am not a great admirer of the kind of feminism that gives rise to bra-burning hatred of men or a campaign against motherhood. Meyer explains, she did, however, highly regard women in the labor movement, writing... That kind of constructive feminism really does women credit and matters more than who sweeps the house or who sets the table. She wasn't afraid to get her hands dirty everywhere. All right, sir. So. And yeah, I would like to have seen more of her. Watch the documentary. It's fantastic. I I would recommend that. Maybe Maybe I'll look up the Ingrid Bergman movie. Or just watch the documentary, Murray, about Golda. It's not even subtitled because she she speaks with an American accent the whole movie. (laughs) All right, Merman. All right. Next up, we have the third of of our biopic. Wait, before we talk about that, let's get get caught up here. I'm over four. He's over four, we know. Oh, damn. Well, I didn't think you would love that. I figured you you would just wouldn't mind it. Mm. Whatever. I don't really care. You didn't know that I was passionately in love with I did Golda. not know that. I, I think he's got me right this time. Because though. all I've got is the stupid trailer to, to go by. Ah. That's all, right. But and, and all three of them look like crap. But the, the amazing F-E. merman mm. pre- said at one point, and I quote him, 
I can tell what you guys are going to hey, rate this just I, by watching the trailer. I went two for three with him last week. You did? So. Yeah, you, I think you were even three for... No, him. no. No, two okay. for three. You know, the important thing is is we're going to talk gonna about be... Gran Turismo. Oh, is that the important thing? Gran Turismo? The important thing? Gran, Gran I, I kept couldn't find it. It was It's Gran. Gran. Yeah, I know it's Gran. Ah, because it's all Francais? No, I don't know why. So that's that's the just what the, the video, video game was the called. Because it's French from the... Sure, Gran. why not? Sure. sure. La Turismo? I don't know. <laughs> Tell us about Gran Turismo, Murray, before Jim starts yammering on again. Well, in the late 90s, Sony PlayStation created uh, the game Gran Turismo. More than a racing game, it was primarily a simulator that makes its users build their own cars and win races to achieve goals. It became an overnight phenomenon and caused Nissan to create a contest to put the best gamers in the world into the seat of an actual racing car. That sounds like a bad idea. It uh, definitely was. This Was film it? follows the success story of a British teen who went all the way to Le Mans. Mm. Okay, I'm not really a gamer. What? Uh, I did play this game when it first came out. Really? I owned it for a while. In, I never played it. In my former life, I actually volunteered at an exhibit at the Calgary Stampede where people competed at this game what? to win free PlayStation consoles. Wow. It was in my early days. Nice. Uh, I never really liked this game, and I wasn't that good at it. It was a little too realistic for me. Well, it sounds like it's a good thing, though. But I get it. Uh, let's see. <sighs> Young hotshot driver with plenty of skill but no experience. Pisses off everybody on his way up to the top. A rich, spoiled veteran driver who cheats to win. A terrible crash that puts our hero in jeopardy and threatens to end his career. A sappy love story thrown in at the worst possible moments. And plenty of exciting high throttle camera angles and the inevitable conclusion of a Hollywood ending. I feel like I've seen this before. What? Oh, wait, I have. Mm. Days of Thunder. <laughs> Wait a minute, was Days of Thunder based on this story? No. Th that Are you Days sure? Th Days of Thunder was made up. This apparently was real. Uh, you throw in a little mm. Ford versus Ferrari and a smattering of Viva Las Vegas. What? Elvis was a driver in that one. Okay. Nice. And you get this video game movie that seems improbable. It was apparently based on a real story. In fact, mm. the subject actually did some of the stunt driving in this film. Yes, he did. I don't know if he ever won a race in his life, but apparently he's in the circuit. He won Le Mans. <laughs> no, he didn't. He came no, third. He came Were you not watching? Was he? Yeah, he was third, you wiener. What was the one he won then? He didn't win anything. I don't think he ever won anything. He won the... the he th got on the podium. That was the big thing. Yeah, he he got came on the third. He got on the podium. Did you not watch the movie? He dropped, They had the photo finish at the end, and he won. Yeah, but... Oh, he won to, to get it. he was on the podium. He yeah. was at the top of He the, got third in the... Oh. Were you guys watching the movie? No, he, he got fourth to get his license. He got fourth to get his license, and he was in that photo. That and, was the photo. And Le Mans, so he, he got, got fourth, and he got third in at Le Mans. You did not watch the movie. I did watch it. Technically, the <laughs> team got third. I tried the to. The team got third, yeah. Uh, Le Mans is a 24-hour yes. race with three drivers. It wasn't Endurance. just him. It wasn't yes. just him. Gotcha. Anyway, like I said, Ford versus Ferrari. It was, on the, it was the same thing. Yes, it um, was. There were some good performances was a good in movie. this film. Uh, Jimon Hansu, in particular, was great as the kid's father, who just doesn't understand his son's there. obsession. Yeah. David Harbour had a lot of passion as the washed-up uh, veteran who mentors a kid. Mm. Even Orlando Bloom was okay. Was he? Uh, I just felt like I've seen too many of these kinds of movies, and there, there wasn't much that was original. Uh... Kudos to the real Jan for what he achieved, though. Um, still, lots of racing action, so it's a high-velocity meh. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. I thought I would hate it. I really did. All right. Sounds Grand. like you were hating it. Gran Turismo. A movie about a video game. That's a bad start. A movie about car racing. That is also doing little for me. A movie combining those things. That sounds terrible. And guess what? It was this was not fun for me i could go on but why bother this was a rage what say you jim yeah i got one right <laughs> how'd you guess that because <laughs> i know him. <laughs> i didn't want to talk about this movie it was terrible okay 
<clears throat> but it wasn't as bad as Golda. So I have to. <laughs> well, maybe. You never know. This may also be Mondo for me. Be, I have to admit. <laughs> I don't think it, it pro- is. isn't probably fair for me to even judge these type of films anymore. Right. I'm just going to put that out there. Sports movies, be them biopic or fiction. This is because you either get Rocky 1 or Rocky 2. There is literally no other type. Mm. If you like the story that follows a pattern Mm -hmm. of one probability or the other, then sports movies should be your first choice for films. Because that's what happens. For me, it's the last choice. As I don't really care about historical sports figures or how the Rocky one or Rocky two themselves and in the history books. I don't either. This was based. No, no, this this is a hundred percent. So the, I don't know why you can't understand the reference. That's all right. In Rocky one, he loses someone out there. And in Rocky two, he wins. wins. So that's, that's really what, that's really what's really what the story is going to be about. That's kind of sports. You're correct. And and, and the rest of it is just, and then the rest of it is no ties. The rest of it is filler. (laughs) Well, you can't tie in a boxing match. You can't tie in a racing thing. You actually can. There's such thing as a dead heat. So go on though. He almost almost tied in a race, but it's never been in a movie before. I don't think it's Rocky one or Rocky two. Well, yes. actually, Rocky went. Yeah, I guess it, I don't know that they've the ever end, had a draw. In the draw. end of Rocky three, they knocked each other out at the end. Yeah, so that was a draw. But didn't they, one of them get up and they hold someone's arm in the air? No, no. it wasn't oh, the actual match. It was okay. So it was, oh, that was it was a showdown oh, between the two of them. Between the two, yeah, yeah they yeah, knocked yeah. each other out. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah, back to my point. If you want to call it that, this sure. was based on the real driver who was a video game. Gamer player. Yeah. Sorry, no. Sim, sorry. No, sim, let me sorry. Simulation driver. Sorry. A Gran Turismo simulator driver. Yeah. Who becomes a professional race car driver. And this movie has all the tropes of these movies that we have all seen before. Nothing True. is new here. Yes. Love interest, villain, father son disagreements. They even have the updated Burgess Meredith character who's always in Rocky's corner. I mean, Sorry, Jan's Corner or Jan's Corner. Played played by the ever so typical David Harbour, where he plays the typical gruff but caring uncle character. Yeah, he does it well. And Orlando Bloom is a transparent character that most of the time is spent contradicting (laughs) his actions he made in the scene prior to that one. It was Uh, just like, okay, now he's doing something completely different than what he said in the scene before. Smirking. That's all he does. He smirks a lot. So if you like sports movies, yeah, I like, I like elves. The elves are cool. If you like sports movies or maybe video game movies, then this is as good as good as any other one that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, Mm. I can't tell them apart. If you were one of the the nerds who loved this game in the in the in the nineties, yeah, this this would be this could absolutely be for you. Absolutely, I am not a really good judge of these because, as far as I'm concerned, I despise pretty pretty much every single sports sports movie movie that I've ever seen. I won't tell you if it's a Rocky 1 or Rocky 2 ending for this because you'll have to find out for yourself or it, don't. It's not. I, I really, I'll spoil it. He came I, third. I really don't. I really don't care. This, I, and he podiumed, the fact that he, but he was a winner. He he got That's champagne and he yeah. shook the... And he didn't even do it by champagne. himself. <clears throat> yeah, right. this needed help. Yeah, this is... Awful. It's just like every other sports movie. I have yet to see one that has made me go, wow. That's, okay, well, whatever. That's so what actually is it? pretty good. This is a... It's it's obviously a rage. All right. I thought you might like a little bit. Yeah, no. Oh, well. oh Merman. Yeah, well. One in five this week. Yeah, wah, wah. Don't care. <laughs> I would have given all three you of them. You need to care. I would have given all three of them a rage. This is what the you. people were listening no. for now. It's all people about the Merman care. prediction. Only That's two, right. Only you two care about The amazing this. Merman. The amazing it's not, Merman. It's not just only Merman. You two care it's the amazing this. Merman. Wait, sir, you gave this a man. I did. What was the math for again? Just so I'm curious. 
Oh, because I enjoyed the action. Because um, I enjoy sports movies. But but you actually but said was, at one point but, but in this, this movie, was, this was basically think... a carbon copy of Days of Thunder. Yes. So Tom Cruise, which was terrible. <laughs> wait, but wait, you actually said I think I'm allergic to how bad this movie. Oh yeah, is. no, I started sneezing. <laughs> I couldn't stop sneezing. I just started sneezing, and I I turned over to him. And it's like uh, I think I'm, al- I'm allergic to how bad this movie is. I said. Yes. That was only halfway through. But you're like, at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, it's mad, I guess. You gotta cheer for the kid. There you go. Exactly. Awesome. He's a he's a good Plus kid. Plus the villain was a douchebag, so it's he like He was a know. total douchebag. Was he? Yeah, I he kinda know. was. He's a rich little brat. I, I thought everybody in the movie was a total douchebag except for his father. That's true. I like his mom. His father was a bit. His, yeah. mom, was yeah. right. his mom was fine. Well, how do you know? She had like two lines in the movie. His girlfriend was awesome. Yeah, was she? I don't know. I don't think she was. <laughs> this movie is dumb and bad. Anyway. Okay. Well. Gran Turismo. So biopics. Yeah. Biopics. <laughs> It was biopic let's just weekend. Stop, let's so stop was, going to biopics. It was. It was rage. It was rage. It was rage. rage, rage, rage. For Bryce. <laughs> oh yeah, we're mad at the amount of rage from biopics. Oh yep. man, it's hot. All right, we've been waiting for it. Here it is. This week, top ten race car movies. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Thank God. You mean there's more than two? Oh, yeah. Days of Thunder There's and this tons one? tons of them. Oh. There's too many. 50 years of them. Uh, now for something completely different. Monty oh, Python? it's Monty Python. This morning, I attended the media launch for oh, SIF yes. You did. Nice. Calgary International AKA Film Festival. Calgary International Film Festival. Nice. As a member of Team Film Rage. That's yes. Because these that's guys us. have real jobs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Murray has... Went from seven jobs, jobs to no zero jobs. jobs. You got no jobs again? I, I have a pending job. Ah. When this festival starts, I will have a job. You always got hey, some man. irons in the fire. That's right. I'm always moving. <laughs> Can't find them. Um, not going to go through the whole lineup because there's over 200 films. I'm just going to go Did they go through all 200 no. films? Okay. <laughs> they just announced the big ones. Here are some of the big ones just announced today. But wait, before you start that, yeah. are you going to tell us that... Canadian director? I am. Okay, good. I'm I'm then I'm excited. I just thought you were going to hold this in no, suspense. No, no. I was waiting for this. All right. Waiting for my minute. All right. Yes. Your minute. There's, <laughs> well, because you keep interrupting me. Okay, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> uh, the opening night film is called Jeff McFetridge, okay. Drawing a Life. Hmm. About a Calgary artist who many people don't know, but whose work you will have seen. Oh. He's done work for Pepsi, Van, Nike, and Apple Watches. Ooh. So if you have an Apple Watch, you probably have his artwork on your on your watch. I don't have an Apple Watch. I have an Apple Watch. Um, I'm wearing it right now. This film was I produced. I have some apples in my fridge. <laughs> this film was produced by Spike Jones. Oh, what? cool. And there will be an exhibit of Jeff's work after the screening. Also cool. As well as a party. Nice. Sweet. Next up, we have a return to SIF by Canada's own. Yes. Adam Agoyan. Oh, cool. With his film, Seven Veils. I'm an Adam Agoyan fan. It stars Amanda Seyfried. Nice. And centers around the world of the opera Salome. Salome? Like Salome's Last Dance? Yeah, which Mm -hmm. Agoyan probably was also involved with, like the actual opera he directed Mm. or something. Nice. Uh, It's listed as a drama, but with Agoyan, you know it will be dark and disturbing. Yes. As a special treat, Anna Goyen will be in attendance cool. for this film. Nice. Another big film coming to Calgary is Anatomy of a Fall. Mm. The Palmed Or winner from Cannes Film uh, Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the latest film by female director Justine Triette. A thriller set in the French Alps. Mm. I'm sure tickets will sell out quickly for this one. There you go. For those lovers of Asian cinema, yes. we have Sif Veteran. Hirokazu Koreeda. Koreeda. What? Koreeda. Sorry, you mean the Undoubted. Whatever. He is Undoubted. With his latest film, Monster. (gasps) Yes. It is a coming-of-age thriller about a boy who loses his father, lives with his mother, and then starts behaving strangely. I just got a boner. Hirokazu's previous festival films include Broker, Shoplifters and our little sister. Um, so good. Can I just say that I love him more than you love no, him? Oh, I don't know about that. That's 100% uh, true. Actually, you know what? That. You 
You do. Exactly. Just he's a my, little bit. He's my second favorite director. I know, you do, you but oh, I am super stoked. I am. I'm not going to get rid of this boner until I see that. <laughs> a boner till I see the, uh, the Someone may credits. lose an eye. Just don't stand near me. The closing night film is Hey Victor, which is a follow-up to 1998's film Smoke Signals. Mm-hmm. And it's young star Cody Lightning. Hmm. Who is now all grown up and trying to make a sequel called Smoke Signals 2, Still Smokin'. Nice. And it's a mockumentary. And it stars our boy, Adam Beach. The first one does. I don't know if the second one this does. This one does. This is, oh, okay. He's back then, I guess. He's this back. Is, this, this is the kid from the He's first one. He's back with a vengeance. Who is now a grown up. Uh, nice. It's basically a mockumentary in the spirit of Christopher Guest films. Nice. Bonnie, if you're looking for star power, look no further than Dumb Money. Oh, Dumb Money's playing stuff. It's the story of the nice. founders of GameStop, the video game stores you see in every mall. It's... Check out this starring lineup. Paul Dano. Yep. Pete Davidson. Yep. Vincent D'Onofrio. Merica mm. Ferreira. Mm, yes. Nick Offerman. Love Nick Offerman. Anthony Ramos. Yep. Sebastian Stan and nice. Seth Rogen. Nice. I'm sure it will get a theatrical release, but if you're in the 403 area code, you can check it out early. I have to laugh because you know how we, we love to talk about how dumb IMDb is. Mm. I'm <clears throat> I'm looking at the order and they show Clancy Brown as the number one a list on money? here. Yeah. He wasn't even on the list for a tip. <laughs> I know. So it's like, and Whatever. the star of the show, Paul Dano, is like down like seven. Halfway down. So it's like. Awesome. What the yeah. hell? Plays a title character, but whatever. Uh, and for those who like the docs, and I do, we I have do. some interesting subjects this year. There's a film about musician Joan Baez, Ooh. an Affleck Damon documentary Ooh. about U2's work to help war-torn Bosnia. I like where this is going. A juicy one called Lebanese Burger Mafia. Nice. About local chain Burger Baron. Burger Baron. Vegans beware. Hey, There's, they sell vegan burgers. Do they now? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's Burger Baron? Also, I think so. No. That's what I said. Vegans be You can buy lettuce and have a sandwich you with it. You can buy bison burgers. <laughs> There's also a uh, Rolling Stones doc and one about German filmmaker Werner Herzog. Ooh. Which the uh, executive uh, of uh, SIF was very excited about. As are we. There you go. And I will leave you with my pick for best doc and probably the only film I'll get a chance to see. You can call me Bill about the Shat himself, William Shatner. Uh, Long live and prosper indeed, I may Mr. not make Shatner. it to that one. Why am I calling sick that day? What are you talking about? You can't miss the Shat. Uh, That's right. You can't miss the Shat. Yeah. I can miss the Shat. Marian, no, you really can't. You brought the joy as I usual. I tried. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage. Taking over. Uh, there you go. You know, I'm going to steal a page from the Bryce playbook here. Okay. Uh, I think it was a few weeks ago you got really disappointed about the programming of when movies come out. Mm. I'm like, did we really need to have fucking three biopics in the same week to release? It's like, okay, you know what's missing from this uh, summer so far? Three biopics. Granted, I probably shouldn't have loved Gold as much as I did. I'm going to admit that. Can't help it. I've got a crush on my girl Golda. Yes. Which warped my opinion. I'm thinking... I think I was I was trapped in that film, yes. but I mean, come on, three biopics in one weekend. There's got to be other stuff that could have came out this week. Yeah, like shuffled it around a bit. Spread I the. I believe there was a fourth one that you guys turned down. There, that you could have gone to instead. Yeah, I kind of wish we would have. There was a there was a dock that we could have gone to, but honestly, it did not appeal to me. But whatever, I don't even remember what it was. You did these movies. Some we about, we about, hit it. Some about. Stars. By the time we space. got to the end of this week, it's like I don't think I could have squeezed another movie in. No. Yeah. For many reasons. So yeah, like can we please fix the programming here? And you know what? 
This is, I'm just giving everybody a prediction of what's going to happen in the next year because not one thing has been shot anywhere. Uh, yeah. So the only thing you we're going to get is A24, which is good. Hopefully all we get is A24. And some Canadian pictures. And yes. some international films. Maybe we'll get nothing Maybe but Korean films. Yeah. There you go. Japanese films. Nice. Icelandic films. You may actually, Israeli films. Norwegian you films. They actually forced me to go to foreign movies. I won't fo- I have to force you because that's, that's all there is. Mexico, South America, that's where yeah. the good stuff is too, There's man. There's juicy stuff there too. I can't remember the last bad you know Mexican what? film I've watched. You know watched. what? This, this is turning so from good. a... What is, this is turning into the Jim Mondo. You know what? This you know could what? be the best thing that's you know ever what? happened I was all us. bummed about all this. But now that you're saying that we might get getting all this foreign stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe this is... Wouldn't I mean, that be it's great? Not, it's not good, but that's going to be great. Yeah. We won't have to watch one superhero movie. Yeah. We won't have to watch one Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. We won't have to watch a series that has been dead for 15 years. Yeah. With all that. We won't Reimagined. See yeah. Reimagined. So, yeah. You know what? Taking, taking it all back. I got no rage this week. Because right. I have something to look forward to next there year. You go. Cute. <laughs> My rage this week is the whole weekend at the movies. Three movies and every one of them was terrible. To recap, Dreamin' Wild, Rage, Golda, Rage, and Gran Turismo, Rage. Wow, that is six hours. Six blinking hours. I will never get back. I believe Golda was only 90 minutes. Yeah. It was, uh, I think one of them was over two hours for sure. And the other one seemed uh, like it was Grand four. Grand was two hours, 15, apparently. But there you I, go. I, well, I we're, think... we're within a second or two or six hours. We're yes. splitting hairs here, son. But wait, that's not all. No. Just no. you wait. There's another, there's another two hours. He's going to talk about Yes, seven. he is. What am I going to talk about? <laughs> oh, you'll wait. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. <laughs> Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Oh, the lists. Oh, the lists. Ah, for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, please go to our website, filmrageyyc.com, and look at our page called The Lists. On it, you will hear four lists. There's the doubted, the undoubted, which we've just talked about. Here at Carrito, who's undoubted. Sure you can see is. the rest of our undoubted list. Uh, but we also have Mesmerizing and Repulsive. And mm-hmm. Bryce, when he has his holidays coming up, he's going to start getting us to do some Repulsives off. But until then, yes. we're going to be doing some Mesmerizing off. And it's been... Recently, we added David Deshmalian to our Mesmerize list. And it was realized very quickly that... Viola Davis was also with him in the movie The Suicide Squad. Yes, she was. So we are going to now talk about who was more mesmerizing. Can and just David to remind everybody, take down the mighty Viola. Just Davis? remind everybody, it has yeah. to be a unanimous decision. It absolutely for all who re saw it and can remember it. Yes, not I saw it six years ago, well, and I remember. Did you rewatch it? No, I did not. Well, then, but sorry. I am also removing myself because of my extreme dislike of Viola Davis. Okay. Which, well, so it is, which is all on it's YouTube. Just insane. All right. Well, I'm going to put it out there first. Okay, go ahead. That um, in rewatching it, I remember when we watched this movie, mm-hmm. I was enamored with David Dashmillion in this, yep. mostly because at the time I hadn't seen a lot of him in it. Yep. But what I think I love the most about him in this movie mm-hmm. was that his character was cute and funny. Yeah. But in re-watching this film, Viola Davis was, was not necessarily anywhere close to the bottom of her game. She was at the top of her game in this movie. Like, there was a one scene in particular where she fucking lost her shit. I was like, that is the Viola Davis that's going to keep this boner for Hirokata Zucurito on for the next three weeks mm-hmm. she was mesmerizing in this mm-hmm. she crushed him i'm sorry that's my thoughts david dashmalian 
was crushed by John Cena in this movie. He was. And they were both destroyed by Viola Davis. Oh, yeah. I went into this thinking that Viola I Davis know, was in trouble. I know, we both thought that. Yeah. Like, I literally thought, uh-oh. And then from the second she's on screen, I'm not looking at anybody else. No. I mean, there's some scenes there where it's just like, it's, it's just Viola Davis. Away. The scene where they're in the like the auditorium and she's showing them stuff, and then you know uh, Sylvester Shark Stallone, Boy Shark, you know, goes hand, and she's like, "Yes, that is your hand." And she was just, every little line she uttered. It's like, how could I have ever doubted that she was going to be? She wasn't going to be the most mesmerizing person on the screen. Like I literally thought, why am I even watching this? I remember both John Cena and Dave. Yeah, they were cute and they were funny. But they weren't Viola Davis. They weren't motherfucking And you could not Davis. take your eyes off her every single millisecond that she oh. was on the screen. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot for even thinking that that was a possible. How could I think that Dash Malian or Cena could take down the mighty Viola Davis? I'm a freaking idiot. What is wrong with me? But, you know, that's the see, that's the thing is that I, I wavered I last week, I took her week for too. granted. No, <laughs> That's the first mistake. But the second, I also made that mistake because I was like, I remember after coming out of that, oh, yeah. for me, the movie was all about the Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. But, and, and he is, and, you know, this, and his, his, his character and his arc is great. What was his name? Peacemaker. Sure. It is Peacemaker. Yeah. His, his arc is great. Yeah. And he's funny because of what's happening. But he was just a guy playing a role. Yeah. Viola Davis was Viola Davis. I'm going to also say something. I enjoyed this a lot more the second time around than I did the first time. Good. It still wasn't a Mondo for me. Oh, it was a super Mondo for me. I freaking love this Up movie. until the starfish ridiculousness at the end. <laughs> That's the best part about it. Yeah. Up until then, it was a Mondo. Like the, the, the characters in this, the way that they played off each other, the stellar, stellar cast. There wasn't a misstep in this up until the, you know, the, the, Final conflict, the the big climax, which yeah, because the villain terrible. in the first one was so much better. <laughs> I don't know who was the villain in the first one. The crazy woman with the voodoo powers. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, she was terrible. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll take your word for I, it. I, but anyway, I love the giant starfish. I, I, I enjoyed this movie lie. so much more the second time around. And actually, um, Idris Elba was just so brilliant. good in this. Yeah. And. Uh, and and, and Idris Elba used to be on our mesmerized list too, so yeah. he would have also been taken off. Well, like, I know, again. but it's crazy the amount of people that were have either been put forward or were actually on the mesmerized list that were in this. Yeah, movie. yeah, it's it's like wow, they had t- a lot of talent in yeah. this in this yes. film, and that's yes. why it was Mondo. It was meh. It was a superhero. Do you movie, remember what so you gave it, Mark? Yeah, I liked it. All right. As much as the it was a man. That go. was back when I still liked James Gunn. There uh, you go. But now he's anti-Gunn. anymore. I don't know what's going yeah. on. We, yeah. We may or... Yeah, what, what are we doing this week then? I'm sorry, David Dash Million. You made, you made it for a whole week. Yeah. But there's no way you're taking down Viola Davis. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to. I feel like you know, such Murray, an idiot right Murray's now. may find an early Viola Davis film... That we forgot, and maybe she didn't have her game together no, when she was twenty. There's or not too many left. Not with the limited list we have left. All right. No. Uh, do another another Viola. She's still you young. Go somewhere else. I'll yeah, do what yeah. you want. Do whatever you want. I, I what you want to do? All right. Viola Davis and Coleman Domingo, whoever that is, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, we just watched yeah. that not that long ago. Not that long ago. Which the movie's excellent. Yeah, I, was a I don't have to rewatch it because this was the one that took out, um, what's his name? Um, I don't remember. What's what's his face is in this movie? Oh, this yeah, was like his, his last movie. Oh, uh, the, the the Black Panther guy. Yeah, Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman. That's it. Yeah, she took out Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was for a while. Yeah, and then he met up with and then Viola he met up Davis. with Viola Davis. Yeah, you know what? I that's just what happens. That's just what happens. You know what? I'm perfectly happy I, to rewatch this Coleman movie. I love Coleman Domingo, but yep. I'm gonna watch it again, and I'm sorry, I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, we are. I mean, that was literally this is like that was literally one of the best oh, movies she's, she's ever been she's in. So good, and she was so good in it. It's just crazy. <sighs> awesome. Well, good. I can't wait to watch this again. Nice. Good choice, Mer.
Rage or dare? Bryce tried desperately to empty Jim's bag into his hand when he pulled hard and got accidental love with the completely adorable but also completely doubted James Marsden. This week, it's all Jim with his near-empty sack where he can choose to rage or dare. Now, let's check in with Bryce and see if maybe the crew has been wrong, oh, so, so wrong, about the most adorable actor with the worst choice in movies, or if this is, as predicted, cute little James can just can't make good decisions, or maybe it's his agent. How could someone so cute and lovable be so bad at choices? Yeah, has to be the agent. Come on, Bryce. Alright. So, wait, you, pre you said that you spent... Six hours watching films that made you rage. I did. So I can't wait to hear what you say about this. Uh, th that was a spoiler, by the way. Oh, okay. That, I was wondering if you made a mistake. I did not. Okay. Accidental Love is the story of Alice, a waitress that gets a nail stuck in her head, which causes some erratic behavior. She cannot afford the surgery to have the nail removed, so she goes to Washington in hopes of getting some health care bill passed so she can get it pulled out of her head for free. Alice is played by Jessica Biel and she is wide-eyed and innocent. She is surrounded by a cast of characters that includes James Marsden as Scott, her cop boyfriend, Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays Congressman Howard Birdwell. Tracy Morgan as Keyshawn, who has a fallen anus. Kirstie Allen as a drunk veterinarian. And Paul Rubens as Edwin shows up and, you know, he's in this as well. I'm not going to lie. This was funny. There is a lot going on in every scene, and there are many attempts at humor, and most of those attempts worked. I'm not sure why the entire world has dumped on this movie, as I think it is currently 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can just tell you that they are all wrong. I really enjoyed this, and every time Tracy Morgan was on screen, I was laughing. This is one of those movies where they basically threw everything they had into it and hoped enough of it would land with the audience to make it enjoyable and for me it did this was quite funny it was an enjoyable man i actually i really i like this movie i was toying with giving it mondo because i laughed so much but there's some you know there's some there's almost too much stuff going on for me to go oh, i can't give it mondo because it's not a mondo movie yeah but it is it was very funny I don't get why everybody hates this movie. I did not like this movie. <laughs> I don't know why. It was so, so funny. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. So thank you. I had never seen it. I'd never even heard of it. Apparently it was directed by David O. Russell, which... Did, was which, it really? Yeah. And it was just good. Huh. What do you? Who knew? There you go. That you would like it. Yeah, I remember watching it in the theaters. Yeah, and I, I did not. I did not like I, it. I've managed to miss it. But At I'm, all. I'm glad that I got... We're, I'm, I'm telling you, we've been doing this podcast for a while. This is one of those cases where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I do the podcast. Because Jim's going to dare oh. me to see some movie <laughs> that I've never seen before. And it's like, hey, it's pretty good. <laughs> hey, you gave me the apple. I did. That was actually quite generous of me. That was one of the most generous things you've ever done. Yes. And returning that, I am going to pick from your bag. All right. Wherever it is. It's the gray one. It's this one? Yeah. That's All right. It. So I will be watching. What will you be watching? I bet you it's uh, a romantic comedy. Oh, I've watched this, I think. Oh, wait, you put something on the other side of it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Not the <laughs> it's High School Musical 3? <laughs> oh, I didn't take that out yet. All right. Mulligan. Yeah, there's a mulligan. All right. I am going to be seeing Summer Catch 2001. I think that's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. I think that's she's right. in this. Awesome. This could it's back-to-back -back Jessica Biel movies on Ranger Dare. This could be a man then. Because apparently Jessica Biel makes mad movies. Yeah. Does she even act anymore? I don't know. She should. She's adorable. She's just Mrs. She's, Justin Timberlake. She's kind now. of a James Marsden of, you know, of female, <laughs> of female actors. actors. There you go. She's adorable. 
sure. Well, who knows what's going to happen next week, everybody. That's all I can say. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for the voice of Rage or Dare and our God of Rage. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com. Including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We always want to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please comment, like, and subscribe. And send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please, please, please me by making us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on!